0: Welcome to the Startup Business Q&A podcast with Richard Moore. Episode 245 of Startup and a and this week it is a recorded live stream and courtesy of Restream allowing me to be able to do this. Uh, so, all of you this week will be hashtag team replay. Um, this is simply because of family doing something particular this day. So, I think I could probably count on one hand the number of times in the almost five years of weekly live QAs that I've done this, uh, where I've actually had to pre record. Uh, but, you know, they've been like when I've been flying on, on a trip somewhere or had surgery, and today is one of those days. So, it doesn't mean that I can be any less effective or useful for you guys. listening to so thank you so much those of you who are tuning in and um, watching this uh, as usual normal time I'll be back next week in live form (laughs) or whatever that looks like uh, for you for episode 246 so this week what I wanted to do was because of course I'm recording this I'm unable to take questions from you directly on the stream so instead I thought I would look at giving you the best possible value around the content game because at the moment that seems to be really where I'm uh, getting fruit for uh, people are working with me and I think that a lot of people try and they do a lot of the basics right uh, they seem to be getting content that feels good it looks like it gives value and um, you know they're building a following They're trying to get an audience but then a lot of the time you know their content really misfires and so there's this question all the time of like what did I do wrong there you know and and for many they feel like the answer is well, you know, you can't win them all and sometimes it just doesn't take and you know there's you know, well, posting is always a bit of a lottery to a degree in that. I don't believe in that to be honest. I feel that there's some there's a, a decent audit you can do of your content ahead of and during the act of posting that can really allow you to, to give yourself the best possible chance of getting a result. And a result means, you know, strong engagement from the audience it means that there's a keenness to perhaps step forward and, and both engaging content but also maybe showing interest in, in working with you as well so i want to kind of go into this and today what i'm going to share is five reasons why your content might be failing and these are like troubleshooting things you can check in on these are things you can kind of just make sure of as you're going through the process because It is a complete failing of people to think that great results come from just a well, you know, nicely made piece of content So it looks pretty or it's a well-produced video. Like, there's not enough. There's more to it than that. And the IP or the ideas and thoughts or the philosophy that you're sharing, that value you're giving in text or, you know, infographic or video or whatever it might be, is only the start and there's so much focus on that bit and that's where the perfectionists get stuck and that's where too much time is spent in my opinion Um, and not enough time spent in the act of distribution and the act of driving engagement so these five tips will be it's not like don't do these so much it's just check that these things are are fixed or sorted as you're building so i'm going to go through those before i do i want to just shout out my partners for my live stream here so restream work with me for several months if you want to go live on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. These are the OGs, these were the first guys that allowed you to uh, stream multiple platforms. If I desperately wanted to, I could stream on like 30 platforms, you know, 10 Facebook pages, Twitch and YouTube and all that same time, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, But as well as live streaming, what I do most weeks, I can do this, I can record a call, Um, I can record video. Uh, And in fact, what my team does to build a podcast is it then downloads the audio from these streams and turns that into the podcast as well. So it's pretty impressive what what they're able to do there. Also, some of the interviews I did, you may have have done, you may have seen, you know, where there's me and someone else side by side, that's all done by Restream. You know, I I simply go in, much like you would with Zoom, you share the link, they hop in, but the quality is so much stronger. So my team's able to repurpose that into videos and so on. So if you want access to Restream, if you want to get a free account, and in addition to that, you want to get $10 of free credit to try out some of the extra pro features, then you can do so. There's the link on the screen here. So you just simply go to um, restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore. You automatically get a free account and access to $10 credit on there. So you can have a play. And like I say, even if you don't do a, a live streaming yourself, you can certainly record video or audio for your podcast that way. And it's just accessibility is, is simply brilliant it's very easy to use platform and um, uh, i wouldn't be partnered with them unless it was something i endorsed or worked with so i absolutely would suggest you get behind that also look out later uh, today for the uh, next of the guest sessions interviews that's going to be on thursday this week so that's the th- i don't know what day or is it the second at the time of recording is thursday the 8th of um, of april thursday the 8th at 9 a.m eastern time in the entrepreneur business group so this is completely free every second and fourth um thursday of the month we do an interview so a really high-end guest Uh, we've had some amazing people so far and you will see the person who's going to be on this week i'm not going to spoil it for you but go along and make sure you're part of the group and you can watch for free the interview you can take part suggest your questions as well from 9am eastern time but let's get into this let's get into the five reasons why content is failing there's often a multitude of reasons, but these are things that really stand out. And and look, I've been doing this on LinkedIn for three years now, since March 2018. Um, I've had masses of success with it, um, and I'm coaching a lot of people on this in my LinkedIn Client Accelerator. And it's not just how to get cute, fancy engagement, it's actually how to convert, so specifically generating clients, that's the point of it. But these are the things that come out the most, and these are the things you have most control over changing. And as a result, these are the things that you can Get right and give yourself more than a fighting chance of making sure your post as well, rather than scratching your head after you know six or seven hours of of, of it being posted and wondering what happened or what went wrong. Number one, firstly, is the first hour distribution. And by the way, these are in no particular order, but first hour distribution. It's been shown, LinkedIn has confirmed it too, that those first couple of hours, LinkedIn is scoring your post. It is testing whether or not your content is worthy of driving more eyeballs at it so basically simply put if people show up and a party ensues you know if there's commenting liking engagement in general then what happens is linkedin says we'll score this post up and what we'll then do is send it to more of first your first connections but then also beyond that to second and third connection so you need to prove that, that it's stimulating interest and keen to start conversations because of course that's a good display of building a strong community and so it it goes to show that if you were there for generating no engagement no comments in the first hour or so there's that lack of velocity behind it LinkedIn's going to go this is clearly not very interesting so think about the common sense here why would it bother sending more traffic even of your own followers it's got to be worthy and so if you're not stimulating conversation you're going to fail in that result so I'll come back to that in a sec but your first hour distribution should look like you know am i sending especially if you're starting out right am i sending a dm to three to five people who i know online right now who are actually really relevant to this and saying hey I, I know that this is a really interesting space for you you're an expert in it. i know the audience here would really appreciate your opinion as well would you mind would that be okay don't hit up the same person all the time you know use others each time you post but A lot of people have this strange sense of nobility about not doing it and not asking for help. And I shouldn't have to. My content should be good enough. It's a lot of rubbish because the way LinkedIn works is if you stimulate early comments, it stimulates for you more distribution. So get out there and ask people to come and contribute. And and they certainly will. And, And you'll have allies and supporters who are happily going to jump in. worth doing that tag a couple of people as well nothing wrong with that in a post just don't spam them because you know nothing feels more like a turn off when when I see a, a comment with me with my name with no context and 50 others because all it says is I want you to show up for my post and there's no sense of feeling special so you need to make them feel special maybe in a comment tag three people and say do you know what I think you two are brilliant because you really know this space well. What's your opinion here? At least try and, and give them a reason why they should show up for you. That, a few examples, but also show up for those who show up for you. If someone dares write a comment or likes the post, give them a message and say thank you so much. Again, if you're firstly you know, if you're starting out at this, this is a very important thing to be thinking about because it really translates to people feeling validated in that effort to show up in the first place, and so they're more likely to do it again. And that layers and layers and layers, and with each piece of content you get more and more people showing up because of that that kind of response, that reciprocity you've given them. So think about that. First-hour distribution is crucial. You're stimulating conversations there. Second thing as well is, is to look at the post itself. First thing that people are going to see really is either a headline in a graphic or in a video or that first line of text. It's called a pattern interrupt interruption of their pattern of just, you know, passively scrolling through content. So ask yourself, is this sensational or, st- or stimulating enough? You know, I don't I want to avoid the word clickbait, but the truth is we need to drive an interest in saying, "Whoa, what's going on right here? I should definitely check this out. And if you're not doing that, well, then you don't deserve someone to stop looking at all the other average content. So when you start a post with good morning, everyone, I hope you're doing well you're your your base you basically deserve to be ignored because you just look like everyone else so you need to be a bit more stimulating. and in that first pattern interrupt think with empathy what would make you stop and look so when you start it with do you want to know the secret to this well now you sound salesy don't you and that cheesy salesy approach tends to mean you just want to advertise something, or you might want to try and close them, or you just clearly like some kind of advert. People don't want to read that because they feel like they're being gamed. No one likes to be sold to, including you. So run it through a filter first. Would I respond to this? Would I I actually be interested in reading this? And so that is crucial. I'll come back to that a bit more in one of the other points. But it's about asking yourself, is this stopping the scroll? Is this driving intrigue? each of these sentences should be driving an interest in reading the next sentence.
1: And I'm making
0: this person not just want to stop, but want to click on see more and read a bit more. Because LinkedIn's interested in dwell time. It's interested in you spending time actually looking at the you know, at the content itself and saying, you know what, uh, it's, making, it's interesting people spending time there and saying, suggesting to her, I suppose, that, that it's of interest longer term. So people are spending lots of time on it, not just looking at it, again, distributed to more people. So that weak pattern interrupt is, is a massive thing. Really spend time, I spent probably half the time that I spent writing the whole piece on that first line or so. Uh, next one is the bottom of that text, where's your call to action? One of the big reasons why, why there's, there's no engagement is there's no call to action in the first place. And the call to action is simply, here's what I'd like you to do next. Call to action doesn't want to be, if you want to hop on a call, then DM me. And by the way, no one ever responds to that. If you notice that no one wants to just hop on a call, it's a bit too much. But what you should be doing is driving or stimulating conversation. So at the very least, you know, ask them what their opinion is. Like, do they want? Do they have something to share on this point? So host the party. Don't just stand up there preaching. Bring people in. And so that pattern interrupt should feature in the first place, but it should always drive people to want to to write something, share their opinion. So that's what a conversation should be should look like. You've said your piece. Now it's a case of, you know, over to you. What, what do you think? So that's crucial to get through as well. Fourth thing is is just simply feel. Um, if you're looking at things like thumbnails, so like the first frame of your video, or if you upload a thumbnail, or if you do a, an image as well, or an infographic too. All of these can be really effective at stopping people and going, wow, what's going on over here? But they can also be really poisonous for your post. They can really tap into that preconditioned feeling of this guy, this this just must be rubbish. This is clearly going to be rubbish because if it feels like an advert or it feels salesy or spammy, then the presumption is that it is an advert or salesy or spammy. It may not be, but if you look, in that look like that, then that's the case. So I've seen a lot of great infographics that are clearly value-led health, help. For instance, an infographic is like um, you know a drawing with maybe some kind of blow to it that explains something really well. But I've also seen some that just look like adverts. You know what I mean by this? Like, is it? It's literally looking like some kind of like corporate advert. And the reason why no one's engaging isn't because the product's no good. It's just no one wants to look at the content to be sold at. They want to look at content uh, content for a break. So like you need to stimulate them intellectually or or through humour or, or through some level of entertainment, perhaps. But what, what you don't want to do is just try and sell at someone because no one wants to feel that kind of cringiness. So think about that a lot. Does it feel corporate or does it feel like an advert? Or indeed, does it feel a bit too jokey because it might be that the people you're trying to target it aren't really so keen? that brings me on to the fifth point. So far, we've had first hour or so that distribution game getting that right rather than ignoring your post. Post and run is a huge error. Uh, weak pattern interrupt that doesn't stop someone wanting to scroll and doesn't kind of make them rubberneck and wonder what's going on. No call to action or a rubbish one that, you know, and by the way, on the call to action, keep it simple. Like, what's your opinion on this? Rather than some huge multi-caveated, multi-question based uh, call to action that confuses people. Keep it nice and simple. Fourth one, are you are you really like making it feel like a salesy advert with your image or your thumbnail? That's not going to stimulate. So keep that simple and let it draw someone in. Make it seem intriguing for them. But the fifth one is a bit more about language. Okay, so it's language sophistication. In that fifth point, where what I want you thinking about is in the content itself. How sophisticated am I being here? Now I'm not saying be clever and intellectually impressive. That's not the case at all. What I'm saying is have an awareness for the sophistication level of your audience. So a great example is if I was trying to target very, very high level marketers. So the ones that are really doing well, the real champions to start to sell them some upper level advanced service, then it would be an immense error for me to do a post like, what's your why? Because what's your why is like what everyone does on their first ever day of posting content. It's like, hey, I've just discovered Simon Sinek's golden circle as though no one else has seen it before. And what's your why is this like cute amateur way to to stimulate some engagement. But the high level marketers have seen it a million times before. And they're not going to really want to respond to that. So you want to show the level you're at. And the way to get that right is to ask yourself, What's the level my audience is at? So really asking, where are they? In terms of what truths have they already got? What do they already know? You know, are, am I being too basic? But like, what's their level? And when I have a sense of what their level is, I can speak to them on that level. It's really critical this, because sometimes you misfire, and I, And a lot of times people say, I'm attracting people, but they're just like, they're, the, they're the, the ones who are like at the bottom run they're not quite at the level I want but the reason why uh, you're getting the wrong people there is because you're coming across as super basic so if you want to come across if you want to bring in or, or attract rather premium so then at the premium and speak to them on that level there's certain assumptions that you can make and certain you know things that they will already know about that you don't have to explain. For many, they won't understand it, but that's okay because you're not targeting them. So think about that consideration as well in your language. What kind of suggestions or assumptions could you use or say that you know that they already get? Just make the point of where you are and what level you're at. Uh, I really hope this has helped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Despite me technically not being live here, I would love it if you could put in the comments below anything you feel. Uh, that is worth adding in here. See how I do a call to action right there. Um, but then uh, share away uh, anything that you feel is, is useful or things that are being often overlooked with great content. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope this has been useful. If you want to ping me any messages on this or any questions, then do so. I'll happily answer them. But as for this week, we'll close there. And I will catch up with you on Monday next week for the next episode where I'll be back in the chair Live one more time but thank you so much and I'll catch you all soon